strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Ring. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Then zone for Fitz. Goes up and makes the game-winning catch. Larry Legend does it again. The Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. The Red Sea is rising up! Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Quoting Justin Pugh, starting left guard as he walked off that field on Sunday. Now that was wild. I don't know, maybe we'll quote Patrick Peterson in his Twitter account, that video tweet with D-Hop where he said, are you not entertained? And you know what? That would be right on the money when you're talking about the Cardinals' last two wins being the two most, the two most entertaining, gripping, compelling games of the entire NFL season when you think about it. That last second walk-off win you got there, and then, of course, Seattle in overtime. And uh, Ron Wolfley, not off on the couch on a Sunday at your own (laughs) risk. Of course, this week it'll be Thursday, and we're talking about your TV, your radio dial, all the above. In fact, Dave Pash will join us on this edition of the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford. Paulie, what a great thing for the Arizona Cardinals right now, right? Honestly, after nine games of the season, over the halfway point right now, you're sitting there at six and three and you are indeed via the tiebreaker on top of the nfc west baby <laughs> i don't know about you paul but i'll tell you it's been a wild ride baby and now you get a thursday night game at seattle we know what drama's waiting there we know how the seahawks have been struggling and russell wilson uh he's been going the wrong direction and all the while you are the talk of the nfl the play of the year and Ron Wolfley, what has your week been like? I'm going to ask the same question to Dave Pash. What's it been I, like being Ron Wolfley when your call went viral? First of all, you know what? It was Dave Pash, as we all know. It was Pash who actually made the call. I just came in after that. But, Paul, it was the raw emotion of it all, right? We all were sitting there with our arms up like, what just happened I, I mean, the Hail Murray is what it's going to be known as, right? But DeAndre Hopkins, equal parts unbelievable talent from the throw to the catch. Those two things. Polly, was that a lucky thing for the Arizona Cardinals? Was that a lucky play? It's not a high percentage play. I'll tell you that right now. But when you look at the talent, when you look at what it took for Kyler Murray to get that ball off and then how he threw that ball and how well he threw that ball and then the fact D-Hop beat three. Uh, Paul, it's off the charts. You know, to answer your question, I didn't even think of it in terms of anything other than luck until D.J. Humphrey said after the game, and I quote loosely, that's the first Hail Mary I've ever seen that wasn't luck. Well, and, right. And it gets you to thinking that you're absolutely right. And, and the manner in which DeAndre Hopkins did not react, because I was right there in the end zone in the front row, and everyone else was going wild, not D-Hop. He, he, he hey, didn't Pauly. seem surprised in the least. <laughs> Paulie, you know what? You don't have a Hail Mary where it's just one of your guys. <laughs> All right? You don't do that. 
I mean, that was, that was De- hey, throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, this is what Kyler Murray tweeted out after the game where he said, hey, you know what? Uh, D-Hop's got to be down there somewhere. Throw the ball. <laughs> because there were no other players around him. A Hail Mary, a true Hail Mary, is more than just one receiver. You got a lot of guys around him waiting for a deflection. That's not what it was. As Kyler said, all he saw were the black gloves extending right. above the mass of humanity, the three defenders. And Wolf, did we not ask Cliff Kingsbury this week about that for his weekly TV show game plan? And he told us that was not your traditional Hail Mary. No. That was designed to go underneath and get out of bounds. Yes. So did he have the option on that play? Obviously. And, and for Kyler to get it off and for D-Hop to make the grab and then for D-Hop to get a tweet from LeBron after the game that said, <laughs> wow, 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 and Blake Shelton with a tweet we can't repeat. We're just getting rolling on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Here's the kickoff, middle of the field, and it's scooped up at the 30-yard line by Hyde. Running left, pitches it back, and it goes out of bounds, and the game is over. The Cardinals win it 32-30. One of the most incredible, unbelievable victories in the history of the franchise, and the Cardinals are in position to grab a hold of first place in the NFC West Thursday night in Seattle. It's a three-way tie right now in the NFC West. Dave Pash straight ahead on this edition of the Big Red Rage. Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley. The Cardinals trailed against Buffalo at home midway through the third quarter. In fact, about six minutes to go, they were still down 23-9. to And then with 34 seconds to play, they were down 30-26 to after the 21-yard strike from Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs. Yet the Cardinals find a way. Just like they beat Seattle at Seattle's own game uh, three games ago, and now they're going for the season and series sweep here on Thursday night, you had a team that came back, Wolf. So just the manner in which they won the game is noteworthy, isn't it? Yes, Paulie, it really is right now. Of course, it's not just what you do, it's how you do it, to your point, the manner in which they won this game. This is a win, Paulie, that I think could change the season. For the Arizona Cardinals. Listen, mm. the, the defense won the game for Arizona, but gave up 30 points, <laughs> including the Bills' go-ahead touchdown with 34 seconds to go. The offense wasn't great, but scored 32 points, Paul. Stop and think about that. I mean, the Cardinals looked like they had lost the game, and now here they sit at 6-3 and three in first place in the NFC West via the tiebreakers. This, this is a... A weird set of circumstances, and that was a strange and weird game, but they found a way to win it, Paul, and they've beaten three really good teams so far. And it is interesting, you're right, with the defense. For example, they allowed allowed 34 points to Seattle, yet won the game in overtime. They only allowed seven in the second half in overtime. That's right. And then in the second half against Buffalo, they held them scoreless on six out of eight possessions. They had two picks of Josh Allen. And, you know, there's another stat. When Josh Allen was under pressure, Wolf, he was just 4 of 14 passing for 28 measly yards and an interception. Yes. So minus Chandler Jones, Vance Joseph has been dialing up some schemes, and especially after halftime in these last two wins. Paulie, honestly, right now, I think you've got to, you got to back up. you got to go big picture when you talk about the Arizona Cardinals. They're in a state of flux right now. This team is, is trying to find the standard, their standard. This, this team is going to, they're trying to go from being a five-win team to a playoff team. I, 
Paul, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde for the most part. They they need to keep beating teams that are good football teams and stop losing to teams that they should beat, especially at home. They, they need to get over that. They really do. But they're trying to find where is their standard. And once that happens, Paul, if they do find it, look out. And remember, 16 of the last 17 years in the NFL, a team has gone from worst to first in its own division. Think about that as you talked about the big picture. Here's Cliff Kingsbury after the game in the locker room, courtesy of azcardinals.com. Oh I've never been a part of one like that on the Hail Mary. Right? I'm sorry. I appreciate y'all. That's the type of win that gets us rolling. That's the type you build off of. Right? You kept fighting. You practiced your ass off all week. It's a hell of a job. Now we set ourselves up for a Thursday night showdown. Right? right? So let's celebrate this one about 12 hours. Now the 24. Right? Now the 24 this time. Get you 12 good ones. And then get back and get ready to play prime time on Thursday night. Right? If you want to know about the Arizona Cardinals, Wolf, somebody comes up to you, they haven't seen the Cardinals play all year. How early in the conversation would you mention the run game right now? Because (laughs) what the Cardinals are doing, leading the NFL in rushing yards and number one in rushing touchdowns and 5.3 yards per carry. They had 200-plus rushing yards again against Buffalo. That's five times now in 25 games under Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, at what point do you start for for being known for Cliff and Kyler? And really, you got to talk about the run game. Yeah, you got to talk about the run game, Paulie. But there's just so much more to this team right now. They're, it's just they're swirling around them. We all know how good Kyler Murray is. We all know how good DeAndre Hopkins is. We all know Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, the talent this offense has right now. What nobody talks about is the offensive line and how well, Paulie, that that beleaguered, nationally at least, that beleaguered offensive line is doing for the Arizona Cardinals. They are the unsung hero, as far as I'm concerned, of 2020. Uh, that Bills defense was considered stout going into that game, correct? Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Paul. I would say, you know, they they weren't um, lighting it up, let's put it that way, but especially in terms of stopping the run, they're not very strong that way. But, Paul, it's really not about that. It isn't. It's, it's not just the Bills game. Look at the entire body of work. Going into the Bills game, Kyler Murray had been hit the least in the National Football League. Think about that, Paul the least. Now, a lot of that is because Kyler's really, really good at escaping some pressure. But think about it. It's not like there's been games where Kyler Murray is just under duress the entire game. This offensive line is the unsung hero of the season. By the way, last last I saw Kyler Murray, he was down doing the post-game TV interview with CBS in the Red Sea that was still in the stadium was chanting MVP. MVP. Yeah. We'll, we'll get thoughts from Dave Pash on that. What sort of week as the voice of the Arizona Cardinals had, uh, I think we saw him on NFL Network. And so uh, he's had to bust out the pancake makeup this week. You know, it's uh, uh, it's multimedia for Dave Pash as we continue on the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Receivers to the right. Cardinals trail by four. They're out of timeouts. 11 seconds left in the game. First down at the Buffalo 43. Now the Bills drop two men back. 
25 yards downfield. Murray back to throw, flushed out, rolling left in trouble, slips a tackle, got to launch it. He does. Left side, into the end zone, jump ball, and it is. Is it caught? Is it caught? Oh, my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. He caught it for a touchdown with one second left. I can't believe it. You've got to be joking me. Hopkins reaches up with three defenders around him and pulls it in. And the Cardinals lead it 32 to 30 with a second left. You can't cover Duke. You're not going to be able to cover him. Throw the ball up. That's what Kyler Murray did. He extended the play with his legs and just chucked that thing up into the air. Into the desert sky, baby. And D-Hop brought it down. Touchdown. He's got two frying pans for hands. When he when he has his hands at his side, it looks like he's holding lunch pails. He's got these enormous hands, and he reached up there with those two mitts with three bills around him, and he pulled the ball down. Unbelievable. There is no way that just happened. Oh, my goodness. Kyler Murray threw up a prayer. As we let that hang in the air like the football itself the extended version a great job by our Jim Almondra putting that together DeAndre Hopkins called that the best catch all time in his career think about that think of how many grabs think about where that rates and Ron Wolfley when Dave Pash finally writes his book and he gets it off his rear end and he writes that book and there's gonna be a chapter on you Wolf and there's gonna be two chapters on Bill Walton and one on Dick (laughs) Vitale and 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 Dave Pash is gonna rank all his calls or at least give his top five or top ten so I put the same question to you Dave where does that call rank in your lineage of calls all I know, Paulie and Wolf, is I'm so tired of hearing my own voice. <laughs> I mean, I've heard it every, I've heard it everywhere this week. It's great. It, it's nice. It, it just, I mean, it's just fun to be a part of that. I, you know, it, it, as you guys know, doing so many games nationally, uh, I love doing the Cardinals because I get to be a fan. I get to root, yeah. and that also means when things aren't going well you get dejected. And I remember when Diggs scored that touchdown and the Cardinals got the ball back. I felt like I was in the corner with a dunce cap on, um, you know, crying in in my lap. You know, just it it just felt like they were going to lose. So it, it was unexpected to begin with. Obviously, all Hail Marys are, but especially in that situation, how the Cardinals got down. So, uh, I, I, I don't know how to put into words what we saw this past week because I still feel like it didn't happen. It's still surreal. It, it's interesting that we have a short week because you got to kind of forget about it here in 48 hours because if you lose against Seattle, it'll really feel like it's in the rearview mirror. You know, David, I've had a very hard time justifying this play myself. I look at it, and was that a lucky thing that happened to the Arizona Cardinals? I don't think there's any doubt about it. It was a lucky thing to happen. It's not a high-percentage play that that play is going to score a touchdown or you're going to win a game on that play very often. But I can tell you right now, when you go inside of it and you look at the incredible athleticism of Kyler Murray escaping the rush, avoiding a bill, throwing the ball while he's running to his left over Ed Oliver. 
and a perfect strike into the end zone. And then DeAndre Hopkins, the raw, unmitigated talent of going up and high-pointing the ball and coming down while there are three Bills around him. How could it possibly be luck when you look at that kind of talent, right? That's why I'm having a hard time justifying it, David. Yeah, it's a perfect storm. You've got an elusive quarterback who has a running skill set that we have never seen from the quarterback position in the NFL when you combine it with his skill set as a passer. I mean, to, to be able to slip that tackle and then moving to his left Throw the, a line drive, really. It was a line drive, 50 yards, and on target. Um, and then, yes, DeAndre Hopkins with the big hands. The, the shot, the still shot of him with those black gloves where you have all the Bills wearing the white gloves. You see the black gloves come out from seemingly nowhere, and his hands look like they're bigger than the ball. So, yes, was it luck? Of course. But – Sometimes you make your own luck. I mean, we saw yeah. Aaron Rodgers do it twice in a game, and we saw him do it other times. I mean, uh, I think some guys just have a knack for making the incredible play, and those are two guys that do. And the guy who has the supreme confidence in making the incredible play, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, he was, uh, you know what, all too willing to admit as much. You know, in basketball terminology, that's what they call this. You know, when somebody get dunked on. But it was on three people. Uh yeah. Yep. That was um. You know, they were in position. It was just a better catch by I. <laughs> by I. Yes. So with it. <laughs> by the way, did you see he retweeted today, guys. So you mentioned the gloves, and you can see the Jumpman logo on the gloves. He retweeted a sports business uh, reporter who estimated that they've got about two point five million dollars plus worth of media multimedia exposure just based on the logo <laughs> and all the coverage between the video and the still pictures. And what was your moment of realization, Dave? Because for me, I'm down in the corner, right? I'm in the front row, and it's right in front of me, and I realize, wait a minute, the ball's not on the ground. Uh, hang on, the ball's yeah. not. It's not in the clutches of one of those three Bills defenders. That means process of elimination. It's got to be in the hands of DeAndre Hopkins. And at that moment, I realized it was a touchdown. How about you? Was it when the rest finally made the signal? Well, two things. First of all, if you if you want to make a basketball analogy, that to me was Grant Hill to Christian Leitner, and then Leitner hitting the shot to beat Kentucky wow. in the Elite Eight wow. in '92, I believe it was. That if you want to make a basketball uh, comparison, that would be it for me. I think it was Andy Isabella when I saw him reach down. I'm thinking, well, why is he reaching down? That must mean Hopkins has the ball and because of the angle of where we're calling that play from, we're basically in the other end zone. So it's not like we're at midfield where you really could see Hopkins holding the ball. So my view is blocked a little bit by Isabella, but I think at that point you knew Hopkins had the ball and then you see the hands go up from the official and a lot of Cardinal players are jumping around and the Bills have their heads down. Um, And it all happened so fast. It was just incredible. Yeah, for me, I can tell you as well, guys, just looking down there, right, it was the back judge that came over, and you could see him, and he was not signaling incomplete. And that, to me, if you listen to the call, David, I didn't want to step on you because you're you're so good at what you do. And if you listen closely, though, I'm going, 
<laughs> I, I literally am doing it through my teeth, signaling out the window it was a touchdown because the, the back judge hadn't signaled it yet, but he wasn't saying it was incomplete. I was like, he, he's got to see where's the ball. He's got, I mean, he would see it. Yeah. Because it was in that far end zone, it where our broadcast booth is, of course. That it was a tough call and hard to see. Yeah, I just didn't. Well, if I just didn't want to say, you know, right. you never want to call it until you're right. absolutely sure, especially in a play like that. I mean, imagine if I had called a touchdown; it's not touchdown, <laughs> right? And then you got to go apologize and explain yourself. So, better be safe than sorry. Plus, I had the binoculars, so I couldn't. If your hands are up, Wolf. I was looking the other way through the banana. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We asked Cliff Kingsbury yesterday if he'd even gotten all the text messages on his phone. He said, no, it's a short week. you can get to that later. Uh, since it's all about you, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert Dave Pash, what what has your aftermath been like? Take us through it. Uh, I know Kyler celebrated by going on Twitch, his Twitch channel. He played Call of Duty with some of the fellas, and he streamed that out. You probably went home, had a, had a nice glass of San Giovese from Tuscany. You know, <laughs> How's it been for you? You might be right on that last one. Um, <laughs> it's been it's been neat. It's a lot of people have reached out. A lot of uh, fellow play by play announcers that I that I respect around the country, and you know that's the ultimate compliment when your peers are sending you texts. Uh, the, uh, the funniest one, and I, I forwarded this to Wolf uh, Brian Greasy, who I, I worked with for a long time, and is now the uh, the color analyst for Monday Night Football, texted me and said. Uh, I've watched the video numerous times. I watched, listened to the audio and watched the video numerous times and, and watching you guys in the booth. And I can't stop laughing (laughs) (laughs) because it is funny. Like Wolf's reaction, my reaction. So it's, I've gotten a lot of different texts from people and it's just been, again, I, I'm just grateful to be a part of it. it. It was so much fun. I tell you what, uh, just, just the aftermath and just the attention the Cardinals have received. You individually, Wolf, you, you made the Bill Simmons podcast. I know the Cardinals with Blake Shelton and the exposure he's received. He did a big interview on NFL Network. It made the Today Show. It was on the front of the Wall Street Journal. It's jumped from sports into news and really into the American psyche so far this week. And I don't know how you put a value on that, but now the Cardinals are going back into primetime, Wolf, on Thursday night. I mean, this feels a lot like some of the other iterations of the Cardinals. It really started garnering some national acclaim, does it not? Very difficult, Paulie, because once again, it's not just the physical turnaround, right? Four days, go play another game, but it's the emotional turnaround. And the Cardinals are coming off that emotional game against the Bills. I told you there were MVP chants about Kyler. That's next on the Big Red Rage. Allen back to throw, looking for Diggs, instead steps up, throws deep middle, picked off, Peterson got that one. He's at his 40-yard line, running far side of the 45 and down there. Pat P got Allen that time. Snap to Murray, and he's going to keep it off the left side. He's at the 10, half a 5, he's in again. Tyler Murray into double figures with rushing touchdowns on the season. The Cardinals have the lead. Some more Murray magic at State Farm Stadium. It's 25-23 Arizona. Here he comes to save the day, the mighty Kyler Murray. Hey, 
come for the arms, stay for the legs. More than ever in year two for Kyler Murray. Eight times in nine games, he has now thrown and run for a touchdown. You heard some of it right there. Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley on the call. Dave Pash is our special guest on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley. Dave Pash, former host of the Big Red Rage, circa... 2002 to 2004, according to our Jim Almohundro. Uh, so it'd be Coach Mack, would it not? If Dave Good was week. actually there, <laughs> you know what? Sorry, I'm here. Sorry, I ha- no, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry, I hit the wrong button. Um, yeah, Dave McGinnis. Uh, uh, I remember the first year doing it with uh, our, our good friend, the late uh, Kwame Lasseter. Uh, we were at a uh, side table at a restaurant called Jilly's, and people were looking at us like, what are those guys doing? <laughs> like they had no idea. You know, it wasn't like yep. a big deal like it is now right. when you guys go, and, and Wolf has all those autograph seekers waiting so in, in a line for hours. <laughs> I mean, Wolf commands his own security now. I mean, that's, oh, uh, that's, knock uh, it that's off. the evolution. Speaking of evolution, uh, somebody give me a comment on, on, on Kyler Murray, and because, you know what, last time the car- Cardinals play the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was all the rage and your clubhouse leader in the MVP race. That is no longer the case after what is it? 10 turnovers in his last four games, Wolf. Yes. So now Kyler Murray, uh, what kind of genuine consideration do you think he's getting Wolf for in this MVP talk? I don't think there's any doubt about it, Paulie. Right now, if the Arizona Cardinals continue to win, Kyler Murray is going to be right there, right there for the MVP. And the reason why I say that is stop and think about some of the plays that he's already made this season. Not only with his arm, but with his legs. I guys, I, I you know, we're talking about this, and I know Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback, and I love the kid, and I love watching Lamar Jackson play. I know Pat Mahomes is a, oh my goodness, Patrick Mahomes, you're off the hook. Aaron Rodgers, the same thing, but even Russell Wilson, throw all those guys together. I know how good they are, but they're not, they're not as explosive as Kyler Murray. Stop and think about that. That is a weird thing for me to say when yeah. you when you talk about his legs and you talk about his arm. He's the most explosive, entertaining player in the National Football League. And if the Cardinals continue to win games, yeah, he's going to win it. Well, Dave, you cited well, the stat on the broadcast. Dave, you said it right. No quarterback has ever thrown for four thousand yards and run for a thousand yards in the same season, right? Right. He's going to do that. Uh, He's already had a historic season in terms of running the football as a quarterback. I think Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be tough to take down Mahomes if Kansas City continues to win. One concern that I have is you look at Russell Wilson the last couple games, he's had to do way too much. He doesn't have a good defense. A lot of his weapons have not been available. So at some point, you're going to have – a bad game or two, which Russell has had. And I worry a little bit with all the injuries the Cardinals have had on defense. They're, they're just hanging on right now. They've had so many guys go down. Vance Joseph, to me, has done an excellent job this year, yep. given what he's had to work with. I mean, three healthy defensive linemen right now, and none of them are with the team in training camp. So think about that for a second. So I just wonder, for not just Kyler, but for the Cardinals as a team, can they keep this up with all these guys going down and then, obviously, the unknown is COVID. I mean, how, how can that impact not just the Cardinals, but the playoff race, the MVP race, who wins the Super Bowl? There's still that unknown out there with, with the COVID spikes. Right now, the Cardinals 
are number one in total offense, most yards per game, 425. Number one in rushing yards, number one in rushing touchdowns, number six in scoring. Seattle's number one in scoring right now. And and Russell Wilson, despite the fact he has 13 turnovers, which, by the way, is tied with Jan- Daniel Jones right now for, most, for second most turnovers behind 16 from Carson Wentz. Wow. There's going to be a lot of talk on Thursday night in prime time about Kyler Murray, and they're going to drop MVP in there. Here's Kyler being asked that question today. I haven't done anything, so as far as MVP deal, yeah, I'm not even really worried about that. I just, I was, as far as my personal confidence, do I, do I believe that I'm one of the best in the in the league? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think anybody should be confident in themselves. So, you know, I just, I just try to go out and you know lead my team to a win. I said it. You know, the individual goals come as uh, if you win. And Dave, for all the numbers we can cite, and the fact that they're at or near the top in so many different categories on offense. How close have they been to really having that true breakout game where from beginning to end, wow, they're really in gear. I mean, that has not happened yet. No, you're right. They have not had that perfect game. And it's really rare that you have that perfect game, but it feels like they haven't had the near perfect game, right? Right. Even this past week against Buffalo. I mean, for a long time, they struggled two goal-to-go situations where they had to settle for field goals. Look, you're not going to have the perfect offensive showing, but I, I do feel there's there's still room to grow, and they're scratching the surface. There's still a groove that DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray haven't even hit yet, in my opinion. Um, the run game, there's still times where you're like, okay, there's another gear that that run game can go to. So I'm excited, though, that you know they're healthy for the most part on that side of the ball. And that there's still time for this group to grow and mesh as we get closer to the end of the season. Once again, guys, we've been talking about this now. We've been talking about it for weeks. All the yards that the Cardinals offense have left on the field. And yet here they are, the number one offense in the National Football League. Number four in terms of yards per play, which is a big metric as well. Number one in terms of first downs. The number one team at generating first downs in the National Football. Is that an important metric, Paul, to actually get first downs? Move the chains. And yet we're sitting here going, they have left so many yards out on the field. They have not turned in that perfect game by any stretch of the imagination, and yet they are dominating. ESPN analyst Marcus Spears today called Kyler Murray the toughest guard in the NFL, meaning the toughest matchup, almost like an NBA parlance in the way he described him and trying to match up against him. We continue with Dave Passion, the Big Red Rage, next. Each team at the timeout, a minute four to go in a tie game here in overtime, 34 apiece. Got to get a stop here. Third and 14, play clock at one. Snap to Wilson, quick throw over the middle, picked off. It's intercepted at the 40-yard line. Isaiah Simmons has it. Running far side of the 45, out of bounds at the 50-yard line. 57 seconds left. Cardinals have the ball and a timeout. The rookie made a play. Isaiah Simmons is right there with the sweet hands. What a catch by Isaiah Simmons. 
That was Sunday night against the Seahawks at State Farm Stadium when Russell Wilson entered with three picks in five games. Cardinals had three picks in that single game, including Isaiah Simmons in overtime, and that set up the game winner. And Russell Wilson really has not been the same ever since. Mm. It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, and the voice of the Arizona Cardinals, our special guest, Dave Pash on board. And Devondre Campbell, guys, I can't get to the whole injury report. Oh, my goodness, for both teams, it's only an hour show. Devondre Campbell (laughs) did not go today. So Isaiah Simmons got a lot of words of praise from Vance Joseph. We'll hear from him in a minute. But, Wolf, real quick, give us your thoughts uh, on some increased playing time for number 48, right, the top 10 rookie and and how he's looked as of late. Yeah, Paulie, you know what? I've seen him stick his face into the fire, and you know that's what I want to see Isaiah Simmons do. He's got all sorts of athleticism. He is dripping with talent. He's got great hands. He can make all the finesse plays you want a guy to be able to make at that weak side inside linebacker. But now all of a sudden he's got to develop that physicality, that attitude in that physicality to be a tackle machine and be physical at the point of attack. And if he does that, He makes that transition, and the only way we're going to get that transition from him is for him to get experience. He's going to be a great player. Well, it looks like it's coming, Dave, on Thursday night, and listen to what Vance Joseph had to say about Isaiah Simmons today. It's been impressive. You know, it's been two weeks in a row where he's playing like an NFL linebacker. He's playing some nickel. He's covering receivers. So he is becoming what we thought he was going to be when he was drafted in the top 10. And we've got to, uh, you know, you know, play him more because he can help us win. And that's what we want from Isaiah. And he's been patient enough to uh, wait his turn, but it's time. And he said later, Dave, he said, you know what? The NFL is not college. And he was very adamant about that. He said, there's no offseason. This is not the college game. You have to learn the NFL game. Yeah, I really think not having training camp and preseason games really hurt Isaiah Simmons because at Clemson, and I actually have Clemson this week, and I'm looking at their defense and all the guys they lost and kind of how they do things defensively, I think back to watching him a couple times in person last year. He was all over the field, where with the Cardinals, uh, for the most part, they're saying, here, this is what exactly you want you to do every down. And so – He's hyper-focused in one area as opposed to Clemson where he was the best athlete on the field. They could put him anywhere. And I think it's taken him some time to learn to just be a linebacker and to be an NFL linebacker. Things are moving way too fast for him early on. But it looks like things are slowing down. You see that when he's making tackles or he's in the vicinity where a pass is thrown. Either he gets the breakup or he's on the offensive player. And he's being more physical. So I liked what I've seen. I think the interception just gave him some confidence. Like, hey, this I belong. I, I was drafted this high for a reason. I'm I'm really talented. So I hope he goes out and That's plays great, great because with all the injuries the Cardinals have had, to get where they want to go, where everybody wants to get to in this league, you, you need your first-round picks to play great, especially in a year where you've got injuries and guys out with COVID. Uh, he, I think – I think Isaiah Simmons could be a, an X factor for this team down the stretch. And you know what, Vance Joseph, that's spot on. He, he also said that he sees in Isaiah Simmons more certainty that before he's a little bit unsure of himself, and now because he's sure of what he's doing and he feels more confident, you can see the speed out there and he's able to play fast. He said even around the guys, his personality is such he's coming out of his shell, he's smiling and joking more. So, hey, if he gets the bulk of the reps, Wolf, on Thursday night at Seattle – 
uh, you know what? There might be a national TV audience to see a coming out party for Isaiah Simmons. Absolutely, Paulie. Honestly, uh, listen. You know what's amazing about this? I, I think back to the first Seattle game and. Think about it. The Seahawks had a 27-17 lead at the half, and then the Cardinals' defense only gave up one touchdown over the next six Seahawks possessions. It went punt, interception, touchdown, punt, punt, interception. Wow. I mean, think about that. In the yeah. second half that went into overtime, the six Seahawks possessions, man, and they shut them down, and they played a lot of blitz bail, which is where you got six guys standing on the line of scrimmage, and they're all going to blitz, or five of them are going to come after, or four, or you're going to bail two guys out. I mean, you're, you, you're trying to confuse the protection scheme of the Seahawks, or they had to zero or not to zero. That is the question. And it was Isaiah Simmons where you were going to bring everybody after Russell Wilson and play man across the board or you were going to bail or some combination thereof. And Isaiah Simmons was the guy that bailed. And the the instinct that he showed on going to the slot and picking off Russell Wilson, it's it just shows you how talented this kid is when it comes to the brain and it, when it comes to his mentality. All he needs is time and experience to absorb the pro game because it's chess compared to checkers. And what's amazing is I saw Dan Orlowski earlier today. I looked up at the screen. He was doing a big breakdown of some of the Rams-Seahawks game film and how Russell Wilson repeatedly struggled against some of the exotic blitz packages that Vance Joseph had used in the second half and overtime. And that whether it's because he doesn't have a run game at his disposal, he was the leading rusher Russell Wilson was against the Rams. Now, he's going to have Carlos Hyde back. He practiced in full today. Maybe Chris Carson. He was limited. Those guys have missed the last few games. But but Russell Wilson has been freaked out a little bit. Hard to believe such a grizzled veteran. And The challenge for the Cardinals now is they're not going to have Corey Peters most likely. And here's Vance Joseph talking about the loss of their nose tackle. The first Seattle game, you know, it wasn't going well for us uh, in the first half. And at halftime, Corey kind of, you know, pulled the guys together and kind of got them back on track. You know, I mean, he, he is the veteran in the room that's, that's the calming voice, you know, outside of playing really good football this year and last year for us. So, uh, you know, it's, he's going to be missed, obviously, as a football player and a leader. I mean, Dave, what sort of concern do you have? At some point, you hope to have Jordan Phillips back real soon, Lucky Foto, Rashard Lawrence. But at this point, you're looking at, you know, Trevon Coley and Angelo Blackson and, and Josh Morrow, and maybe you bring up Michael Dogby at this point. Yeah, again, it, it just you wonder how much longer you can hang on uh, defensively with all the injuries you've had, and that's a big one. Corey Peters, it was really important to this defense. If it's, you know, a season ender, it's a tough loss. But when you have a player like Kyler Murray, you're, you're not out of it. And it, it, it's similar. Look, Seattle, the, their defense has not been good all year. The, the, the biggest issue was – Russell Wilson had a run game, and now he now he hasn't. So I think he's had way too much on his shoulders. Kyler has other weapons, obviously, more weapons than Russell Wilson has. So offensively, you can still win games as long as you have Kyler Murray. Does that mean uh, the defense has to be I, – I said this going into the season, guys. I felt that the defense was just average. Yeah. The Cardinals would have a chance to make the playoffs. They've been better than average much better than average with not a full set of utensils for Vance Joseph. So I'm curious to see what Vance will do this week against Seattle on a short week. 
But those three guys that played the bulk of the game, they did a pretty good job up front on Sunday. And Wolf Dave mentioned just how bad Seattle's defense is dead last in total defense. They're 28 in scoring. They're dead last by a mile in pass defense. If the Cardinals start clicking through the air, there could be some big numbers by this Cardinals offense. Yeah, I would say the only thing that that Seattle defense does fairly well is actually stop the run. They're elite, as a matter of fact, when it comes to yards per game allowed and yards per play. Now, again, you could say, well, that's because everybody's throwing the ball out of Wolf. The that's Bills what did. They're doing. That, and, that's, and you're right. That's exactly what the Bills did. That's what everyone's done. But when you have, when you're number four in yards per play, rushing yards per play allowed as well, that tells me you're in your gap, you're making good tackles, you're making good reads, and you're making plays. They're a solid rush defense. They're not a lead in my opinion, but they're a solid rush defense. But man, that pass defense, Katie bar the door because... They're bad. Dave, everyone wants to know, did you get a, did you get a text message from Bill Walton you know, after the after the Hale Murray? Uh, you know, what, 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 good name drop for us. So what was the best name you got a text message from after that game? Uh, boy, I, I, I got a bunch, but no, I did not get one from Bill. I'm, I'm not even sure he knew that uh, football was being played last Sunday. He's <laughs> in the teepee. That's right. Exactly. He's been in that teepee since March 11th and hasn't come out. (laughs) Hey, Dave, thanks for time on your Tuesday night. Appreciate it. You got it, Paulie and Wolf. Love you guys. See you. Thank you, David. Welcome back. Wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. Murray in shotgun, has the football, short set, throws a deep ball. Left side, single coverage, and it is pulled in by DeAndre Hopkins, and he's got a touchdown. What a throw by Kyler Murray, and what a catch by Nuke to put the Cardinals on the board with 2.39 to go in the first. Nuke was one-on-one. Great throw by Kyler Murray, but an even better read. Touchdown. We said it's going to be Russell Wilson or Kyler Murray. Whoever plays better, that's who's going to win this game. Snaps to Murray, and he keeps it himself, running left. Got a defender with him at the five. Breaks a tackle, dives, ball comes out, but he crossed the plane. Touchdown. Kyler Murray somehow, someway, found a way to get that pig across Pater. Big time play. Kyler Murray. Cardinals trailed in that game 10-0, 27-14, 34-24. They came back and won on Sunday Night Football in overtime, 37-34. Kyler Murray, your NFC Offensive Player of the Week. And it's the first time ever that Russell Wilson lost a game in the regular season when leading by 10 or more at half. He had been 30-0. and So, again, Wolf, as we wrap up this edition of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan, Ford, and Gilbert, you beat Seattle at their own game. Yes, it's how the Cardinals have been winning games. That, to me, is encouraging, to say the very least. If, if you're winning the close games and you're beating some of these teams that have made a habit of winning these sort of games, then obviously you've taken a big step from a year ago in a five-win campaign. Yeah, for the most part, it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team right now. they got to get rid of Mr. Hyde, evict him, Paul, right? Listen, they've they played up and down to their competition all year. Uh, Every team has a personality. I've said this for weeks now, and this team's got a personality, right? But 
to me, they've got to take that next step, man. This is a game that I do worry about. And the reason why I worry about it is because it's on four days rest yep. for the most part, right? It's a fascinating game. The Cardinals, you would imagine, will be desperate, yet at the same time, you're looking at a very desperate Seattle Seahawks team as well because they know it's starting to fall apart a little bit on the defensive side of the ball, and that's impacting Russell Wilson and his play. And we know they can't get to the quarterback. They haven't been able to get to the quarterback all year long. I mean, they did not sack or hit Kyler Murray in that first meeting. Mm-hmm. If they don't get to Kyler Murray and at least harass him a little bit, they're done. Based on what they were without their two starting corners last week against the Rams, we'll see what the status of, of those players are come from game night. And then, if you want to talk about corners, Wolf, you tell me about Patrick Peterson against DK Metcalf because the analytics said that when Pat P was traveling with DK Metcalf, he had one catch for six yards. Do the Cardinals go right back to that, and can they get away with that again? Yeah, Paulie, I think there's no doubt about it. You go right back to that, right? That was lockdown at Alcatraz for Pat P. Yeah. But but again, it's just the, the duplicity of this game for the Cardinals. They're, they're playing on four days rest. They just came off this emotional win. Would you call that an emotional win? That's the definition of an emotional win, Paul, against a good Buffalo Bills team. And then, of course, they have this aid, comfort, and shelter of knowing that they played well up in Seattle. They have done that for years now. And they also have beaten the Seattle Seahawks. So there's this, I don't know what to expect from the Arizona Cardinals, but I do know what to expect from the Seattle Seahawks, and that's desperation. And you're right, Cardinals have won four of the last five in Seattle. That's pretty good. They go up there, it's them against the world. Here's the thing, no fans. So they better not have a repeat of Carolina. It's BYOE. you got to bring your own energy now. I would like the fact it's in prime time on a Thursday night. That should guarantee the guys are ready to bring it. Uh, you know. And then, of course, you have what's at stake. And, and you're right, well, there could be an emotional letdown or there could just be that natural adrenaline high carrying over from that big win in the Hale-Murray that carries over no doubt. into a game four days later. We'll see. That's what makes it so intriguing at this point. And then, of course, you have first place on oh. the line in the division at Seattle Thursday night. We'll talk to you then. Special thanks, Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher, Dave Pash. Thank you for Ron Wolfley. I'm Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Number one, Kyler Murray! You've been listening to the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club.